Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. Yes. The yep. Live at Radio Row. This is going to be it the was for one you. today. Oh, all right, so Christian Ponder just walked behind me. Yeah. And we were clapping. And he we was were like, clapping. Thank you. He did a little curtsy. Yeah. Did a little curtsy to us. The boys are at Radio Row. Uh, Thursday is – Wednesday and Thursday are the two big days. Those sure. are the ones – where it's kind of everyone is out in full force. We had a absolute banger of a day yesterday featuring Seth Rollins and David Tyree and Alex Singleton came on with Special Olympics, Mike Golick, we Clay Harbor, Devon Kennard, who am I missing? Randy Grimes came on, Sean yep. O'Malley. Sean Are we going to run the Sean O'Malley today? We're going to run Sean O'Malley. I just got it. Uh, I had to edit one small thing. Oh, I go. cannot imagine. <laughs> Brian. One small thing. I, w- I was bummed out with Alex Singleton and Special Olympics because yeah. you know I've done Special Olympics since I was – a teenager. Oh, we mentioned right. that. They yeah. knew who you were. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm appre- I appreciate them lying to your faces. So they, they said you won a lot of medals. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did. I still own them. <laughs> Big thank you to Jamal Hill, who joined us yesterday. He was a hoot. Uh, we sat down with a couple young men from HBCUs. and uh, I don't that know. That was a cool interview. That was great. Should that we was put cool. that on air? Yes. That's fun and insightful, it and it's young kids. And no, man. They were, they were super excited. I tell yeah. you. They, they, had, they were excited, and they were confident. Yes. They, That's what I like. They were here on behalf of Madden 23. Correct. And one of them, uh, was he beat Micah Parsons in a Madden game or something? No, 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 no. Look, oh. correction. Okay. He did not beat Micah Parsons. He wanted to play him again. He wanted to play him again. Yeah. And I guess Micah Parsons is like pro-level Madden as well. He don't want but no smoke. But now he's ducking him. He don't want no smoke. Yep. Well, he's not pro-level at anything else, so, I mean, what do you mean? At, at, oh, wow. Ah. You know what? I'm not a big Cowboys fan, but you can't throw shade at Parsons. I'm just Come saying, on. I'm telling you what Come I know. Come on, really? Also, Brian Mitchell I thought was a hoot yesterday, too, so maybe we'll, maybe we'll find a way for that. You know, who you're, you know who you're forgetting? I don't know. You're forgetting young Dylan. YD. All right, so that was a different thing. YD. That's going to go podcast, podcast exclusive. Find that at TalkABQ. Yeah. Got to listen to that. Young Dylan is the van. He's this 13-year-old Nickelodeon thing, okay? Okay, thing? So he, product? Uh, okay. Prodigy. Prodigy. Okay. Prodigy. So he hosts this NFL Slime Time with Nate Burleson. Yes. And he sat down, and he was like as it – like, you know when you play Madden, the video game, and the announcers only say, like, the same four things over and over again? Sure. That was young Dylan. He for, just had, like, canned response to – For a minute, but he came into his own. Did he? Yes. You got, You have to go back and listen. He opened up. He He's in his third season of this show. He, oh, I thought you were going to say he was in his 30s. No, he's <laughs> – no. We, oh, so that was one of the funny things. We actually talked about conspiracy theories. Yes. Yeah. And he said that some people thought that young Dylan was actually like a 35-year-old man. Well, I can see why they think that. He yeah. had a lot of personality, though. He had great. to put together. He uh, he uh, flexed on us a little bit too. He did flex. He flexed. <laughs> I should have I should have called him you out. You should have called him out because he one 13. of the questions that he, that that he pulled. We have a question jar, and one of the questions was, "What's the last photo that you have in your phone?" Uh-oh. And he goes, "Oh, you know what? Uh, you know, you know what? I think it's the one where it's me and LeBron." 
Okay, did you tell him to prove it? No. Because that's, that's what I would have said. Well, because if his dad yeah. wasn't here, I would have. His dad was, like, right over our shoulder. And I oh, okay. be like, yeah, put the pressure on this him. Well, I mean, he's been doing it for three years. You should know. Yeah. So, but, however, <laughs> we were back at the Airbnb last night. And no, this, don't, this is back of the house. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, okay. We'll yeah, just this, leave it alone. We'll leave it alone. All, all I'm saying is. <laughs> we didn't see the photo. This 13-year-old young man, um, he. He's going to be the next Jack Paul, Jake Paul. Watch. Uh, or Amanda Bynes. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, that's a big jump right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, I don't know, man. Whenever you hear all that stuff about, like, child actors and stuff, that's all I could see when right. we were talking it, it was to dripping. young Dylan. He was dripping with all of that. Yeah, he it was. That was. Did you the see his YD? One. All yeah, his iced out, out YD oh, necklace. Did anyone in the building miss his iced out? Oh, and find the like. I think we put it on Instagram last night, right, man? Sure. At Talk ABQ, find it. We got our whole day kind of documented there. It was a lot of fun. You guys went out last night, hung out with Jake Plummer, and got real loose and weird. So that's a stupid sentence. Yeah, the mushrooms didn't wear off till like 4 a.m. Yeah, I see the bubbles <laughs> above y'all's heads right now. No, no, hey man, I had I had one beer there, and I had we stopped at a, another bar afterwards, and I had one cocktail, mm-hmm. and yeah. that was it for me. He's I a was good boy. I would did not ingest anything. Now, <laughs> Jake Plummer. And Rashad Evans. Yes, we gave them a couple dudes one of the boxes from Elevated. Right. Okay. The whole gift box. Yes. And I think they took half of it last night. Wow. <sighs> wow. Rashad Evans, uh, his eyes were unable to open last night. Yes. He's about as stoned as one human being could be off your friends at Elevated here, Aaron. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. whole other life over it's there. Whole other life. But we had a good time. Joining us on the program today will be Rondé Barber. We are excited about Dude, that. Yeah. Yeah, we laughed with him a lot. Talked about the best brothers in professional sports. Uh, he had an opinion. You can probably assume what that was. <laughs> we were lined out throughout the day. Otherwise, had a lot of positive feedback on our Seth Rollins set down yesterday. So thank you to all the friends of the show for that. Also, Mike Golick went over a little bit with the listener at home. So yeah, he did. Too. Who else do we have today? That uh, people can look forward you to. You know how it is. I, I don't necessarily – I don't spill tea before, before okay. it's sipped a little bit. Uh, but Frank Caliendo is lined up for the program oh. today. Drew McIntyre will be on the show. Tony Richardson, former Kansas City Chief. Drew McIntyre? Yes. Yeah. Reba's boy? Nope. No. Oh, no? No. Big, do I get, do big I get Reba to, guy here. Do I get to nerd out with Tony Richardson a little bit? Yes, you do. Okay, thank you. Uh, also, Carl Ellard will be joining us, the Hall of Famer. So, so excited. Yeah, we're that. very excited about all those. Those will be very fun and insanely enjoyable. And then we're going to cap off the end of the week tomorrow with Kevin Harlan which we're very excited about. He is the voice of Westwood One. He'll be calling the Super Bowl this weekend, so we'll bring you that tomorrow. Also, tomorrow we are live from Pub Rock Live. If you are here in the Scottsdale area, come hang out with your boys. If you are just uh, planning to come out to hang out, I guess, in a parking lot during the game, come hang out with your boys. Like, we're going to be out there. So that's the life. We're going to enjoy it. Um, But there's NBA news, and it is pressing. Where do you guys want to start, or how do you guys want to finish? we got to start with with Kevin Durant. Got to. That's where you have to start. That's where we have to start. Four Kevin to Phoenix. Four first rounds. A couple guys who can ball a little bit, actually. Right. And then Kevin Durant comes over from the Nets. You said you want to start with Kevin Durant. I think I want to start with the Nets losing two of the best dudes skill-wise in the league over the course of, like, 24 hours. Unprecedented. i never seen nothing like that. If you uh, if you're listening to the program later on Spotify, hopefully you went to fthempicks.com yes. and got redirected to us. So now all the Nets have is picks, and they don't have a single guy that can play basketball anymore. 
Does that say more about the organization or the players? Yes. I, I think I think <laughs> I think it's the organization. Because nobody wanted to listen to James Harden. James Harden told us this a long time ago when he wanted out of Brooklyn. Everybody made fun of him. Oh, he's a bad teammate. Now look at the end results. He's the genius. He's the, the first rat that jumped ship. Exactly. He kind of caught like a weird rep for that, too. He did. He did. Because he, he tried to warn us. James Harden was like, listen, it's super weird over here. Right. And the, he was like, gestures broadly. He was like, <laughs> look at my teammates. Yes. Take a look around. They are the weird ones. Look it's at, not me. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, KD ends up on another team that was already championship caliber, and now they're going to be the best team and ride Ooh. him. And he's going to – everybody's going to say, oh, you're just chasing rings again, KD, and he's going to get upset and he's going to run away and he's going to try to build something and it's going to be completely ruined. And then who's next? The Celtics? He's just that KD hired, on the Celtics in two years? He's just that hired gun that goes from town to town and just cleans up and then leaves. Like, that's what he does. That's his whole career. I don't hate it as far as an approach. I don't I, either. No. I'm, hey, I'm into something. We sat down with uh, LeGarrette Blunt the other day. He won three Super Bowls in a row. Higher gun. Higher gun. Every time. He said, listen, I'm not fast. I can't get outside. I don't really catch the ball. But if you need three yards inside of a pile of dust, That's I will me. get, get them you for one. you. Wait, what? So it's, <laughs> I will. Unless it's Luke Keekly and I get none. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't hurt, though. <laughs> he does say that. He does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he lets you know. He lets yeah. you know. Yeah, got me. Didn't hurt me. Didn't hurt. Got me. <laughs> Durant going to wear 35. There's no one else wearing that, so I guess he will. So we'll go down to Phoenix. Starting lineup right away. They'll feed him the ball every single possession in that very first game. Yes. Is his first game at home or away? It's got to be away. because it's, it's away. It's away. Yeah. His, the first game as a Phoenix Sun is this coming Tuesday. Tuesday. At I'm home. I'm thinking about getting some passy boys. And staying here in Phoenix while you okay. guys go back to Albuquerque. Oh, you fanboying out already? I'm a brand new Phoenix fan. Wow, look at him, man. I'm, ju- I'm jumping this ship. dude. From this, uh, what? This jumping ship from he what? He has no team. <laughs> well, actually, I'm just waiting to see who gets Victor Wimbayama next year. That's my new favorite team. But this season, I think I'm a big Nets. Phoenix Sun fan. <laughs> <laughs> big Phoenix Sun guy all of a sudden. You hang out with the Arizona Coyotes one day on the golf course, <laughs> and all of a sudden you're Phoenix everything. I'm changing my brand. I uh, I got some Tevas. Yeah, they're, they're, they're That's really very nice. funny. That's yeah. a good joke. Yeah, I uh, got some uh, cargo shorts now <laughs> and a Hawaiian shirt. It's, you, uh, I feeling noticed, really good. I noticed you opened up a second button today too. So the just the flow in the oh. chest hair, just doing the whole thing. Well, once I, once well, the by, once by Sunday. The cl- once the clock strikes noon, another button's coming. Oh, man. I, this I, is – I'm fancy in the morning. I was going to say by Super Bowl Sunday, you'd be shirtless, but that sounds like it'll be Friday noon. Well, I missed my opportunity to get kicked out of a media party for a second consecutive year, so I don't think it's going to happen, boys. I can't believe you had to go from a garden party to playing golf all day with Patrick Mahomes' father. <laughs> and the Phoenix Coyotes. And the Phoenix wow. Coyotes. And, Hard life. And Jonathan Casillas. When I met you five years ago, you were nobody, and now you're nobody who pretends to be somebody. I pretended to be somebody then too, Fred. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> Just like Kevin Durant pretends to be a champion. If he'd have won one in New Jersey, where are they at now? Brooklyn. Right. It might have been a different story. He might have had a different narrative. No. You don't think? No, he was never the leader of the team. Kyrie went there first. That was Kyrie's team. 
That's why it did not succeed. If he just stuck around after Kyrie left? There you go. Yeah. The, then the, he had a shot. Then he had a shot. The leader of the Brooklyn Nets is obviously their sports psychiatrist. <laughs> that is the busiest guy in the game. They got a lot. Nope. Let me rephrase it. They had a lot of talent. <laughs> they the had, most talent. They had a lot of head cases. Now they don't have any head case. Well, they got one. They got Ben Simmons still. They got Ben Simmons. But that talent is in the negative now. He ain't got the talent. None. Zero. And the dude who loves all dudes hates that dude, and that's Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. And if Shaquille O'Neal hates you, it ain't everybody else. No. He tells it like it is. He don't hate no one. And they both went to LSU. I, but, this is, uh, I think this is the biggest failure in the history of basketball. All they got left now is with Ben Simmons. They got Ben Simmons and seven <laughs> picks. They ain't going to win no games with Ben Simmons and seven picks. <laughs> When's the, when's the last draft? 2028? That's the last one impacted by this trade, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean, come 2030? Are you are you so forward-thinking in your organization? No. No, you're not. Not at all. Because you can't forecast the talent? No. You can't forecast where you're finishing? If the February weather in Phoenix is any indication, I don't know if we're going to be here for 2030. It was like 78 yesterday. You're we, never going to leave. What, guess what? <laughs> we had no clue because we were in here. Oh, that's a good point. That's a really good Sorry, point. Sorry, guys. It's, it's, the it's weather been, was fantastic when, outside <laughs> yesterday. When we get here in the morning, it's cold. And when we leave, it's cold. We don't get the, the benefits of the, the nice, warm You don't need this. sunglasses. I'm wearing a hoodie. Exactly. I am too. By the way, me and Team Zach, both of my partners were named Zach yesterday okay. from the Phoenix Coyotes. Second place. Out of like seventy teams, your boy represented the brand. So Congratulations! Did Thank you. Not win. I That's got a trophy. Yeah. Second place, Charlie. You know what they call you? The if first you, loser. If you yeah. ain't, if you ain't first, you're last. That's right. You're the Michael Jordan of that golf tournament. Whoa! Whoa! In, in what way? Second place. You're second Stop place. it! You're super oh, second place. Are you Come talking on. about the goat, or uh, are you talking about sports gambling? Mm. Whenever we get back, Sugar Shade O'Malley joins us. We had a fun sit-down with E where we talked about the world of mixed martial arts and, for some reason, the world of video gaming. Hey, that's that's a passion of his. And yours. And, and it, mine. Yeah, and it, put it off <laughs> on and him. Mine. And it translated <laughs> to the broadcast. You guys talk Super Mario 3? That's my jam. Yeah, I tried to. We wish. That's only 30 years old. I looked that's at, relevant. I looked at Sugar Shane's hair. I was like, oh, Sean. Sean. What did I say? Shane. Shane. Oh, that was a boxer. Yep. I looked at Sugar Sean's hair, and I said, uh, I said, oh, is that inspired by uh, Rainbow Row and Mario Kart? And he said, I would like to only do the interview with Aaron. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he glazed over at him. He's like, what are you talking yeah. about? And I thought that glaze thing was from you know Elevated. What? Hey, hey, I just need a new uh, I need a new, uh, a new, new Call of Duty person to play with me. And, and if I can play with Sean O'Malley, that's it's going to up my level. According to Sean O'Malley, no one can. Whenever we get back, it's two men on, <laughs> 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to Radio Row where you're, uh, your boys, okay, so what? We've been playing a little soft today, boys. We've been, we've been laughing a we lot. Have? Well, we we're, have? We're going to continue to laugh. Okay. All right. We're, we bring in the hardest dude in the game, and that's UFC <laughs> Bantamweight contender Sean O'Malley. Welcome to the show, yeah. guys. Hey, guys. Thank Let's you. Go. Okay, my man. I'm just going to put it out there. I've been to a lot of radio rows. I ain't seen so many heads turn than whenever you walked in here. <laughs> what, <laughs> it's, what? The <laughs> it's the hair. It's the hair. pink and red hair. It's, it's got to be. It's All right. So you're telling me with Super Bowl caliber athletes, Super Bowl caliber celebrities, Super Bowl caliber, everything that surrounds that. 
these dudes stop for you, though. Yeah. Like, like you are on top of the game right now in the world of mixed martial arts and UFC. How's that journey been, my man? Yeah, I appreciate that. It's It's been good. It's been a grind. It's a... Uh it's just a lifestyle of training. The last time, you know, I've been training for 10, 11 years. And yeah. it's, it's you know, got about 10 more years in me. So it, it's really cool to be, you know, recognized right. for, for all that. It's uh, it, it's sweet. I mean, there's a ton of athletes out there doing the same thing I'm doing. I just have had the, the crazy knockouts and the colorful hair. So I'm a little bit more talked about, but it's, it's cool. I want to talk about that because how important is it for you to be a character? Not just, you know, skilled in what you do, but, yeah. hey, I want to stand out. The I wanna, Yeah, I want to yeah. be the person that they recognize and that they want to talk to and that they want to listen to. Yeah, and, I mean, that was super important for me getting into the UFC. I would kind of seen Connor starting to do it. And right. he was, like, in his prime almost when I got into the UFC. And, and I seen him making more money than everybody. That's you what know, about. Getting more interviews than everybody. And it doesn't take a scientist to figure out what he's doing. He obviously was very skilled in talking. And he dressed nice. And he had his own swag. So, for me... I do. I am being. I'm just being myself. But I was gonna say it's not a stick yeah, with you because some guys yeah. have a stick, and that's yeah. not what it feels like with you. Yeah, it's. It, I am a character. You know, at home, I'm singing and dancing. I have a little two-year-old. Yeah. She's gonna be a goofy little girl hey, too. Hey, and yes. go. girl, dad, go. girl, dad, girl, dad, dad. Yep. So it is. It is me just being me, but maybe a little more entertaining. You know, the hair, the tattoos on the face, stuff like that. It's still just me. So, Sean, let me ask you this. Uh, Obviously, you're making your way through the bandweight division right now. I already made my way. I'm number there one. Talk that talk. <laughs> talk that talk. That's what I'm saying. Something popped up the other day, and I kind of wanted to get your take on it. Aljamain Sterling has said that when he beats Henry Cejudo, there's nothing left for him in the division. Um, if he moves up to 45, I, you know, it doesn't matter for me. I am of the big fight. So if he moves up yeah. to 45, I got Cheeto or Corey. Net. I mean, whoever wins that, I could fight them. Yeah. So whether he moves up or stays, it, it doesn't really matter to me. Henry, it, whether he even fights, if he pulls out, it's me versus Henry. I don't care. I just want to fight sooner than later. I don't want to wait till October, yes. and that'll be a full year. I'm ready to go. I'm healthy. I'm uh, I'm ready to get into camp. I'm I'm in my. I don't even know if I'm in my prime yet, but you know, these guys are gonna want to fight me now. You know, in two years, I'm gonna be even way more dangerous. You know, you typically see that that progression and people really kind of come into their prime. What are you, like 25 right now? 28. 28. Yeah. So you probably have two years, maybe three years, yeah. until you really hit that stride and you're just going to be – I mean, you will be the champion. There's, oh, yeah. There's no question about it. Yeah. You know, it's just when and who. Well, Yeah, this year it's – Yeah. That's, it's going to be this year. So my question is, so is your goal to be the face of the company? Is that what you want to be? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I guess – I don't know if that's my goal. I think that's just inevitable when right. I'm going to be the, when when I'm the champ. Like it's going to I'm going to be I believe I'm top 3 right now biggest stars in the UFC. There we go. Once I'm champ, I will be the biggest star in the UFC yes. other than when Conor does come back sporadically randomly here and there. Um, for me to pass Conor as as the biggest star, he'll have to be retired and I'll have to put on, you know, a, a good amount of in really sweet performances. He's top 7 and or no, has like seven of the top ten pay-per-views. Like, that's my goal. I there want go, I want, yeah. want those goals. Those are the stats that I want. So I, I got a little challenge question then, Sean. So, like, oh, no. <laughs> you're your own manager, right? Uh, yeah, I do yeah. all my own brand deals and, yeah. and stuff. So I'm gonna, So we, we had talked to Cody Rhodes a couple weeks ago, WWE right. superstar Cody Rhodes, right? And um, the conversation he had had one time was there's focusing on the craft and there's focusing on everything that surrounds the craft. Yeah. How do you feel stretched, my man? Because you're talking, you're talking, you just signed a new contract. You're talking numbers. You're talking about everything outside of the cage. Is this where you want to be mentally while you're handling everything physically? Yeah, that's a really that's good, good question. question. Um, I, uh, 
So if you train twice a day hard, I mean, some days, realistically, you shouldn't go in the morning and train all out heart rate as high as you can. Right. And then in the afternoon, heart rate all, realistically, you're supposed to kind of separate it. Say you train three hours a day. Mm. You got a lot of time to be able to get good at something else. Obviously, a game, we'll talk about that, play yep. some Call of Duty. But yeah. um, I have, you know, you, I, I've gotten as far as like becoming a businessman and learning that game, which yeah. is a whole game in itself. I have... Uh, a mentor, Emron, who, who is the CEO of Sanable, which is one of my sponsors, mm-hmm. who, who is a, I would like, I like to judge stuff in belts. He's a black belt in business. He's very, very intelligent. Wow. For, so for me to be able to hop on the phone, I get on the phone with him pretty much every single day. He helps me with all my brand deals. He helps me with how to negotiate and, and all that stuff. And, and so I talk to him and I've become, you know, I'm learning the business world. Yeah. So yeah. you have time being an athlete, being a fighter to get good at other things. Go. I have chosen to get good at Call of Duty, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and doing my own brand deals. Yeah, that's great, man. There we go. So, let's talk about the new Call of Duty. Whew. Okay. Okay. I'll sit, I'll sit back for a second. Sorry, <laughs> we have to. So, during the pandemic, I finally I, I dusted off my Xbox and I was like, I'm gonna. We're here, so I need something else to do. I'm yeah. raising my kids. Yeah. I'm doing my thing, yeah. and I busted out and I start playing Call of Duty. Okay. And then it's like I'm just hooked now. Yeah, I'm yeah. Hooked. me too. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a functional addict, is what I've. I oh, mean, it's it's there. I got a text the other day from from my group. You know, not uh-huh. from my group, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna run one real quick." And I was like, "Oh man, I'm at the Super Bowl right now, but I really want to play. <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought my Xbox." What's your favorite loadout on there, as far as like? Because I was watching some of your old Twitch yep. videos today. Yep. And uh, Robert, a loadout is the weapons you use to start the game. <laughs> oh, I was in the Marine Corps. I know oh, what okay. He knows what a loadout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll about. just call it your kit. What's your favorite kit that you like to bring in? Um, so I like to play. I have a group of buddies that I play with that are, you know, I don't know if they're considered pros, but they're really, really good. It's yeah. hard to. It's hard to. It's, they're they're pro level players. So I uh, I let them. Uh, you know, I give them. I play, I'm playing Warzone, right? Are you right. playing multiplayer yeah. or Warzone? Playing Warzone. Warzone. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm running the RPK Finnick. I'm playing with the sweatiest. I'm trying to. I'm trying to sweat and get get dubs. I don't like. I mean, you're fine. We got it. I don't like playing around, (laughs) trying to just giggle and stuff. I want to win. I want to kill and I want to win. That's so funny because I'm running an RPK. I'm playing the new one and I'm running this RPK with a little Fennec that I actually. I love those reloaded. Yeah, me too. So have you played uh, on the new one? It's super glitchy right now. You know the whole DMZ and uh, Warzone. Have you played Building 21 yet? Have you gone in there and messed with that? Is that in Call of Duty or is that like a different game? So it's it's a it's a sub game inside of Call of uh, Modern Warfare oh, 2. Oh wow, never even heard of it. And it's Look, this you deeper, you yeah. way deep. Yeah, you oh. way deep. Look. Yeah. <laughs> so you got you got Warzone and then yeah. you got the DMZ, but then I haven't played the DMZ yet. The DMZ is kind of like missions. You're you're like pulling off these missions. Okay. Like you need to go deposit like five whatever eh. that you pick up. It's yeah, Trying it's kind of whack. <laughs> but you get you can find. You can find these cards, mm. and it will give you access to Room 21. And so they have all these, like, green access card, oh, blue wow. access access card. But it's just, like, straight QCB, man. It's all close quarters combat, and you're in there with, like, ten other teams, and it's just fire Damn, the whole time. that's crazy. It is fire. You know, to me, the, the world of video gaming, right, because you move all over the world, right? you yeah. got stuff going on all the time. Yeah. yeah. Is this your catalyst for staying connected to you, reference your boys? Is this your catalyst for staying connected to your family, your brother? Is this what you use for your or even fans. Or yeah. even fans. I mean, I would say the fans mostly. I, I, I go, I stream on YouTube now. I was on Twitch for like four or five years, switched over to YouTube. Yeah. So I stream on Smart. YouTube. And, uh, I mean, I think I connect with my fans pretty much every day, yeah. which is kind of rare 
for for celebrities or athletes to connect with your fans that often. It's literally every day I stream, which I haven't streamed in a couple of days because I've been busy doing all this stuff. Yep. But uh, yeah, stream four or five times a week, and it's it's you know very very you, anybody in the world come in and say what's up. Not that I'm going to read it 100. percent Yeah, but there's a, chance. there's a chance. Do you ever just hop in sometime with like as a random with people and just like jump into and and, and then, streams and, or yeah. what? Yeah, there's times where or even if like the UFC is live on YouTube or something, they're doing. Yeah. I'll pop in there because my name's Sean O'Malley on there and. You know, everyone, the YouTube comments, they go, they go crazy. They either hate you or love you. It's so <laughs> funny. What's the, hey, what's the one in your, in your crawl, though? What's the yeah, one that, yeah. I know there's one that you've read that, 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 got that you. you got it oh. right. Uh, like a comment that's yeah. going to do me? Uh, I feel like I've been, like, since I blew up, social media has kind of blown up with me. So I learned early on from, like, with the Snoop Dogg days when I started yeah. started posting more and started getting a lot of followers. Yeah. Uh, to, it just it can't. It doesn't bother me what they say, just because anybody, whoever's writing that message, I just know their their life is sad. They're they're probably, <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and I actually feel bad for them because anybody that's writing a message to try to hurt me, I'm like they're you know they're probably depressed, like right. actually mentally sick, and, yeah. and it. I feel more bad for them when I read something about mean about me. I'm like, because I know. I mean, I. I know I'm a good person. I know what I'm doing yeah. is good. So I, I feel more bad for them. I'll keep that in mind when I'm looking at our texter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we get some weird we stuff. We get some real yeah. bad ones. We get some out yeah. there. Oh, well, we, call, we just call it the hate line because <laughs> our text <laughs> line is like, they just. Oh, it's there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's crazy. They, obviously, we're Albuquerque. We, if we didn't ask, we would get asked why we didn't ask. Talk to me about Albuquerque fighters, my man. Talk to me. The guy's coming out of Jackson Wing. Talk to me about the talent that's coming out of the state of New Mexico and how it competes on the world stage. Yeah, I mean to be honest, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm so focused on my doing my own okay. thing, and uh, I know John Jones. Yeah, that's right. I mean Pre- pretty good. Yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, I think Cowboy was out there, right? He was. Right. Yeah. We, we, we were the mecca from Rashad yeah. was on this morning. Rashad, he came okay. on. Yeah. He was oh, right out there. On. Keith Jardine, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, we were the mecca for a minute. Yeah, you know. I, and now we're not. It's yeah. okay. I, 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 to be honest, I, I pay very little attention. I have so much going on yeah. in my own life that I, you know, I pay attention to what's going on in front of me. And I, feel like that's also what's led me to the success I have. Oh, like, right. I really awesome. don't, I, you know, some celebrity actor could walk in here right now and I wouldn't know, i know his face, I wouldn't know his name. i yeah. just always kind of been doing my own thing. So, Sean, you have to play a gunfight battle. Oh. It's a 1v1 gunfight and you're up against Max Holloway. Ooh, I've been asked about this a lot. Who is a, a baller? That, he's a baller. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's good. I love Max Holloway. Who wins? He's one of my favorite fighters to watch. Anytime oh, yeah. he's fighting, I'm tuning in. He's got a crazy style. He's got crazy cardio, crazy heart. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking like about a gulag. We both die. We end up in the gulag. Yep. He's getting out of there. <laughs> he's getting out alive. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> Max! One way to find Max! Out. He's throwing the gauntlet. But Somebody get him on the phone. I'd rather I'd rather be on his team. There's yes. Be too cool. yeah. I'd rather be looking across from me, seeing Max Holloway on his little name tag, and I'd rather be going to war with him than yes, against him. Yes, absolutely. Like yeah, awesome. about that. <laughs> no, we're going to cut you loose, Sugar, but this, I, this was too good, my yeah, friend. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. I had a great time. Yeah. Hey, before we, you go, yep. can you please sign this helmet? Because oh, we're going to be auctioning this off for the oh, YMCA wow. kids. That's really cool. And uh, we'd love for you to sign that. Of course. Hell yeah. That's you awesome. Have, you have a tie to the Y coming up? What's that? Did you have any ties to the Y coming I up? I remember the YMCA. Uh, I probably showered there like three times. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got a, some kind yeah, of tie to the YMCA. Sean says, that was a long week. Yeah. Jay, or Sean, thank you so very much. Yep. When we get back, boys, more from Radio Row. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Yes.
Welcome back to Radio Row, where the boys are, uh, well, we're just having about as much fun as humanly possible. I, it won't make the broadcast, but big thank you to Malcolm Butler, who took the time yes. To, yes. Yeah, to sign our YMCA helmet. That's thank you, a, Malcolm Butler. That's a fun one. Uh, no thank you to Joe Montana. Man, we've been trying to get Joe Montana for the past three days. He's been in and out of here, and I had this idea. My buddy works for a sports station up in Boston for yeah. the Sports Hub. You had him. We were and lined up. He said, I was like, who you got today? And he's like, we just had Dean Blandino, Adam Vinatieri's coming up, and we got Joe Montana in 15 minutes. And I handed him the helmet and the Sharpie, and I was like, please, have him sign this. He's like, I got you. And then five just, minutes later, I got a text message. <laughs> well, I, I want to make sure it wasn't Joe Mantegna. It might have been Joe Mantegna. Joe you Mantegna. might be right. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Joe Montana. <laughs> Trey Lance has been assured by the 49ers that he is the guy going forward. What? Wait, T- hold on. We have an NFL story today? Tell me where the lie is. Wait a minute. No, they didn't. Brock Purdy is scheduled to have surgery on, on February 22nd. 22nd. I saw that today. Yeah. So they're like, forget your surgery. Forget your nearly perfect record. We're still going with the guy that we drafted way earlier than you were drafted. Let me ask you guys a question. Is it about Jimmy? Because he gone. With, he's out of there. <laughs> with Purdy doing what he's done, does he leave the 49ers and does he get off? He's probably under a, a rookie contract, right? So he has oh, to, he for sure is. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's stuck with them for a while. Four so years. he's going to be the backup. Five right? years with an option. Well, that means after week three he'll be back being the starting quarterback. Trey Lance will not hold up in this league. No, We've already seen it. We've already seen it. That's twice, right? He went down twice already, last right. year and this year. Right. All the years. All he, the years. He goes down all the years. Huh. He don't have it in him. His play style ain't right. That's true. That's the, true. The thing they want him to do, which is get outside the tackle and, and kind of evade guys and do that thing, he he doesn't do as well as it was advertised. Yeah, they, they wanted a poor man's Lamar Jackson, and that's not what they're getting. They're getting Tito Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they're getting. <laughs> they were there have Joe Montana right yeah, now. Yeah, Joe Montana. Yeah, Joe Montana. Yeah. That's too funny. That's <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> but I got I to gotta tell you this. Uh, today, Fred, it's buzzing in here. Yeah. I know I've been saying that word a lot, but today it's for real. You can walk at any table, look at any turn. It's going to be a face that you recognize from TV, a uh, voice you recognize from radio, social media. Everybody's in here today. Yeah, but today has been the business. I just sat down with Drew McIntyre but a few minutes ago and talked to him about what he's doing with Special Olympics and that was a lot of fun, but there's, I don't know, there's just, to me, a bunch of, and I don't want to, I don't want to use like a lazy word, but there's a bunch of optimism Okay. about, and I know we're quite a bit past the COVID conversation, but about like the return to normality. And this, although, although I think last year was real close, now I'm not just talking Super Bowl exclusively, I'm talking all sports. Right, okay. But I'm telling you, boys, I think this might be the period to the end of the sentence that has been anything surrounding. It's, the, it's called the endemic. Yeah, this is, this Ooh, is I like the that. endemic. I like that. Yes. But, but you're seeing, like, um, people who are obviously, like, thanking each other and, and reintroducing each other after so many Shaking years. Shaking hands, Sh- hugging. But hugging. That's, yeah, I've gotten hugging. that a lot. It's been a fun return. It's been a fun celebration yes. thus far. So anyway, so very happy about that, and yeah, just I don't know, impressed overall by the entire thing. Returning with us, Van Nunley, who you were doing a little tour of the floor. 
Yeah, absolutely. Me and a, a friend Steve were going for a cruise and had to go say hi to Albuquerque legend Jim Everett. Oh, wow. Jim's over there? Yeah, Is he? Jim's over there How's he doing? Out. What's he? You want to sign our helmet? What's up? Uh, we'll go talk to him again. He said he might have some uh, time for us after the program. Eldorado what? alum. Wait, uh, what? Also, yeah, Eldorado. Uh, other friend of the show, Mike Mazzella. Lobo, oh, Lobo okay, legend. Yeah. Want me to tell him hello. Wait there a minute. You, and Steve Mike, Hoos. if you're listening. Steve, Steve, who's Steve Young, Steve Larger? <laughs> yeah, why'd you get with Jim Everett? Yeah, why well, you, you want to say hi right here? So Steve Palmisano from the Albuquerque Dukes is out here with us at Radio Row, and you're a guy who knows a lot of athletics and sports and, and about the game. Steve, welcome to the program, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. So this is your first Radio Row experience. How's it feel? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's Everywhere, crazy, isn't it? It is absolutely crazy. Yeah. yeah well, what is jumping out to you as the, the biggest surprise? And don't mention the TikTok booth. <laughs> uh, sleep number. <laughs> is Dak here with it? Dak is Dak over here, here with yeah, Sleep Never? I took a few photos of Dak. Yes. So, they, yeah, it's been kind of a cool experience thus far, as we said. There's a little bit of NFL news as the 49ers are at least speaking publicly about what they are going to do. There's not just a lot of fun. Ryland Barnway's here. We'll have Ryan on the program at some point today. We Obviously, uh, he caught a lot of momentum with us last year, and Van and I have worked on a program with him outside of this with, with you know, intent of – some nationwide distribution stuff. So we'll talk about he and his time in Australia with the World Baseball Classic as he plays for Team Israel. So we'll go over that at length. But, yeah, it's been a banger of a day thus far, boys. Yeah, I would like to uh, just give you direct evidence of the two men on drip. Friend of the show, Ryan LaVarnway, immediately parlayed his interview uh, into being on Team Israel. So you're welcome, Ryan. I mean, he had already... Already been. Oh, is that a fact? So <laughs> I think, I, I, I believe if we've played our cards right today, we didn't get Joe Montana, or excuse me, Joe Montana. We thought we were getting Joe Montana, yeah. right. and it turned out to be Joe Montana, and he canceled on us. But uh, there could be a Hall of Fame linebacker coming oh, on the show today. Oh, oh, oh I hope so. A Hall of Fame Linebacker. I hope so because is he a middle linebacker? Yes, he is. Is he a middle linebacker? Ooh, and I got some real that. questions to ask him. <laughs> and his name is Brian There's Urlacher. Rhymes with Schmein Schmerschmacker. <laughs> right now he's doing the Pat McAfee show, and they stopped by, and we're like, "Hey, Albuquerque," and he's like, "Yeah," and they stopped and talked to us. And Brian, can you hit us on the way out? And he's like, "Yeah, it's Albuquerque." He uh he canceled the uh, one fifteen with somebody else just for you, Albuquerque. So there get you excited. Yes. So we're excited yeah. for that. Let's grab one or we get back. We're running an interview whenever we get back because we've been so very fortunate. This has been Tumen on Live from Radio Row. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to Radio Row where the boys are here. It's not Ronde Barber like we had promised. It's it's us. We're going to play Ronde next hour. A little poor time management on my end. Hey, you That's get the best right. of both worlds. It's, right. my, it's another you know one what? of us and Ronde. You just blame it on, just blame it all on me. I'm never, I'm not, guy, okay. I'm not a blame guy. I'm not about that life. Big thank you to Teller Vodka for being a part of our broadcast here today. We've had a lot of fun with Dave. They have been at the talk of the table. Big thank you to Elevated for being a part of the broadcast as well. How fortunate we are to have some partners that are so very passionate about us, including Cantina CrossFit, the home authority. Don't forget our studio, even when on location, is the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Also, 669er is where you can go to your boys and say, hey, what should I do on Valentine's Day? What's the plan? Well, it's $30 for two burgers, sides, and a milkshake you can share with two straws. And don't forget the Home Authority is right over there off Copper and Tramway. Buy a house, get work, work out at CrossFit, do the whole thing. You're living a very good life if you're living 
with the friends of our show and you're supporting the sponsors. Christian McCaffrey was asked if the Chiefs would expose the Eagles' defense, and Christian McCaffrey simply said, I hope both teams lose. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I like that. That's the energy that I like. He's like, F them all. (laughs) Who cares? He's a man of the people, Vamp. Yes, he is. I I like that answer a lot. Uh, I like the swag a lot. Uh, So good for him. Yeah, I mean – Overly simplistic, I think. I I think not just good for him, but yeah. what I want is I want for him to go from where he is currently at, which is almost there, to being there. Yeah. Like, don't get as close as the 49ers got, and then now show me you got all the personnel in the world. Ah. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't send any chirps out while you were in Carolina catching L's, and now all of a sudden you're in San Francisco, you're in the mix, and you're going to speak up a little bit. You're still on the outside looking in, my dude. Everybody can't be Deion Sanders, though, because Deion – was at the bottom in Atlanta, he was chirping. Mm -hmm. Then he got to San Francisco, he was chirping. Mm -hmm. Then he got to Dallas, he was chirping. Then he went to Baltimore, he he was chirping his whole career. Everybody can't be like that. Everybody can't be that way, though. McCaffrey's got a big disadvantage. What's that? That's his melanin levels. There is only his, so his many. What? Whoa, wait There's a only Hold so up. many Ryan Fitzpatrick's. There's only so many Joe Burrows. <sighs> Not everybody can turn it up to 11 all Come day, on, every man. day. Come on, man. McCaffrey is definitely invited to the barbecue, okay? <laughs> okay. He, he's there. He's got it. If he didn't have it, he wouldn't be doing the chirping right now. That's what I'm saying. His mom stood us up on Radio Row. What's up? McCaffrey's mom? I'm just saying it runs in the family, boys. Ooh, I ain't talking about his mama, bro. Can I, I ask you guys there. a question? <laughs> I'm just like a little bit in awe right now because that's what happens when you come to these things. Sure. J.J. Yeah. Watt was just standing right there. Right. Next to us. I mean, he was like five feet away from Who, us. Oh, that quitter, J.J. Watt? Yeah. Oh. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought he was going to be bigger. I thought he was going to be like eight feet tall. He seems like yeah. a giant. He well, go go he, stand closer. That's Trust true. Me. You're probably right. Trust me. You're he, right. He's, he's, he's even even, even more than that, dude. I oh. love I'm loving all these fits oh. everywhere. Hey, they're nice. Like, real nice. Oh, man, the sweat. It is so drippy out here. Oh, my I saw, gosh. He wasn't an athlete, but I did see a guy dressed as Nicolas Cage, dressed as Elvis. So that's pretty impressive. It probably was Nicolas Cage. Now, do we have different definitions of drip? Because I'm telling you, I'm seeing too many sweatpants. They're the, well, dre- you, they're the dresses. Know. They're the Stop. They're like this is Versace the, dress pants. This is though. the old crotchety yeah. man I'm talking about that I was talking about the other it day. Is, I didn't say it. But, see, that's the thing, though, now, Fred. Like, even the suits that you're seeing. They are sweatpants material. Like, a lot of this stuff is, is deceiving to the eye. Yep. Like, what's his name suit the, yesterday? Yes, exactly. That was like that was like pajama the Devon Canard. Devon Canard. Yes. That thing was pretty nice. But that's not what I'm talking about, boys. I'm talking about Hanes. I'm talking about Fruit of the Loom. Now, you ain't seen no Hanes or Fruit of the Loom. Look at those DG, look at those DG kicks a, right there. Check yeah, out those DG I kicks. Yeah, oh, Fred, they are not wearing the sweatpants that I rode, I wore on the way here. <laughs> like, they're not <laughs> no. wearing like H&M gray sweatpants. Yes. They're like $12,000 sweatsuits. I'm just, I'm just uh. saying, it's not as clean and as cool as you boys think it is. Like, it's like may, maybe like a certain audience, a certain crowd. But I'm yeah, saying, the cool kids, the cool you people. Are, you are Clint bro, I, Eastwood sitting bro. on his porch in Grand Torino. Right? Thank you. <laughs> you are Thank a, a you. disgruntled old man <laughs> so says the yelling man, at clouds. So says the man who just bought a red flannel from Walmart to cut and, the can, sli- and yes. keeps talking about it. Well, I'm cutting the sleeves <laughs> off of it. You know what? In Mick, his defense, that's going to be his wrestling uh, it's it's a look. Be his wrestling look. I'm cutting the sleeves off. Mick Foley Just Don't take your fashion advice from Nick Foley, Fred. <laughs> it is – that's a fire look. You know, he said Nick Foley. <laughs> yeah, he don't know. 
I was thinking about putting it on underneath That's like a leather jacket. Guy. Cut the sleeves <laughs> off. Put it underneath the leather jacket. Yeah. Just be really comfortable at every temperature. Yeah, you would fit right in in here. That's well, <laughs> 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 everything about that. The NFL is letting some stories bleed back out. We will hit you with a big one at the top of the hour, and then we got a lot of fun interviews to wrap out this program because okay. uh, we only got two hours today. Yeah, I mean, sure. We got, got some little athletics tonight. Yep. We yeah. got some little stuff going on tonight. It's a whole thing tonight. But Rookie of the Year announcements are out. We'll go over that. That'll be a lot of fun. They, uh, they're who you thought they would be, I think. Like, I'm not trying to underplay it. Like, I'm not trying to undersell the tease. But. No surprises. No surprises. No, su- no surprises at it all. Was just, it was so booty around the NFL. It was so super booty yeah. that I don't think. You can't look somebody in the eye and say that. Yeah, you you just, that was. <laughs> yeah. No one can hear me. They don't have headphones on. <laughs> NFL honors voters are not tuning into this program trying to be convinced by you that Brock Purdy should be the rookie of the year. You have to play the whole year. Ah. Do you? Do you really? No, I don't think I've you do. I've been making no. up stuff all the time. I don't okay. know. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we get back, more from Radio Row. Thank you so very much for anyone who's played with us throughout the day. We will run Ronde Barber at what, right around 515. That's yes. our plan. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. And welcome back to the program, Duke City. The boys are at Radio Row. Uh, I think it might have just peaked a little bit with uh, Triple C, Henry Cejudo. Um, that dude is intense. Yeah. That dude is passionate. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll finish this out for you. You lucky I didn't tell him you're a huge Sugar Sean O'Malley fan. Woo. If you want to check out that interview, make sure you check us out <laughs> at, at TalkABQ uh, on Instagram, Two Men On, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. It's just now starting to calm down yeah, here on coming, Radio it, Row, it, Robert. It's starting to mellow out. A lot of the heavy hitters came on today, and everyone had entourages. Wherever you saw the brightest lights, those were the brightest stars in media. Brightest stars were right here at this table yes, because uh, we're, right. we're the cool kids table. Yes, we're the fun yes. table. Breach. Teller Vodka is killing it. Elevated products are killing it. Yeah, t- people are excited about all this, about the vodka, about the products. It's, they're excited. Yeah. yeah, because you know what? And, and we've had some repeat offenders. Uh-huh. Some people that we talked to earlier in the week circle back around. Hey, yep. you got any more of those elevated <laughs> on you? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they say it real low. They're like, I got any more of those elevated on you, bro? First one's free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, the so, second one's going to cost you. So we're going to have to abbreviate this break a little bit because coming up after this break, we have three interviews you don't want to miss. Oh, we stacking them up like that? We're going to okay. stack them up like that. First, we're going to do Rondé Barber. Oh, that was a killer. Yeah, and then? Hey, New Mexico legend, Chicago Bears legend. Yes. Owner of a gold jacket. Come on. Brian Erlacher. Come on. Yes. And then lastly, we're going to have two young men that are out here representing historical black colleges. They were brought out here by Madden 2023. You're going to love that interview as well. Man. You're going to love everything about our coverage from Radio Row. Look, we got a bunch of interviews that we just literally don't have time to make the air. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, stuff that I haven't even heard of. You probably know of. It's there. It's all out there. Everything that didn't make the show. It's in the ethos now. Every interview we did (laughs) is on Two Men On Podcast channels. Having so much fun with it here at Radio Row. Uh, People are just so nice. 
Yeah, they've been nice. And I just want to welcome you back to work. I want oh, to thank you, you so yeah, much. Hey, okay? Thanks for coming back. Thanks for hey, coming back, Look, man. boys, golfing is hard work. Uh, hoisting that <laughs> silver medal. Against all those teams. <laughs> hoisting that thing that's like the size of a postcard. He said hoisting, hoisting. the silver medal. Well, it took all of us. You know, it, it takes a village. So what can <laughs> yeah. I say? Three interviews back to back to back. Do not miss out on this. More Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to Radio Row. Welcome back to the boys. Let's yes. go. Yes, yes, yes. All right, we're finally going to put to uh, we're going to put to bed this conversation that for some reason is the only conversation in sports right now, and we're going to do that with a new friend of the show, Rondé Barber. Rondé yes, Barber. Rondé Barber. Yes. All right, so Rondé, the question is: Everyone thinks that the Kelseys are the best brothers in the history <laughs> oh, of the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Yes. What, what is in on this? One. What is the inter- <laughs> what, Can we put some respect on the Barber I, name right you know now? What I'm saying, like. Let's, Eight. Let's see. No, I made five. He made three. Eight Hall of Fame. Wait, say, wait, uh, say that again louder. Eight uh, Pro Bowls. I'm talking <laughs> Hall of Fame. Eight Pro Bowls between <laughs> us. Uh, of course, I had more than Tiki, but um, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> um, yeah, we uh, we don't get the, the the mentions like the Mannings and the Kelsey. Right. No, I don't get it. And the uh, well, the McCordys and there's a bunch of right. my brothers. Without a doubt. To be fair, boys. To, to be, be fair. fair there's I'm like 12 true fonts. Right. Like, what can right, you right, do? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. To be fair, on that <laughs> Thank case, you. We, there are only, I think other than the McCordys, I can't think of any, any more famous twins than us. So there's Oh, that. no. Well, well, I have a question for you. Yeah. Hey, you Ooh, think, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait till the next generation of Crow Martys, though. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> there that's, you go. That's a lot of them. I have a question. Who's the better looking barber? Oh, Rondé or Tiki? That's the one. I've, I've aged m- much more gracefully than Tiki. He yeah. tries to, like, stay young, shaves all the time. I just let this beard let come it, out. That's let what I'm that, talking let about. That, let that gray show. Yeah. Uh, better looking? Definitely me when I was playing because Tiki was like, he's lost some weight now. He, yeah. But he was playing at, like, 215. Okay. He was, like, as big as you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now he's like running marathons, and he's you know he's down to a sensible weight. So yeah, hey, is this marathon? We talk about this one a lot too. Is this marathon thing because he's got to get that competitive edge out all the time? Like you're oh, addicted to it, good. right? No, he's told me that he's only running like one or two more, and I don't know what his goal. maybe his goal was to get to 15. I think he's run 13. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, 13.1, right? Right. 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 <laughs> he uh, he uh, he started really because um, uh, CC Sabathia's uh, charity. Okay. And they right. put together a run, yeah. and he he you know couldn't run a marathon, but he he signed up and ran it. Yeah. And then I think like m- most marathon runners get that that high. They yeah. Wanna, they want to find a way to get better at that, and so yeah, there's certainly some competitive uh, juices that are in there. But he gets smoked. Man. The, uh, the <laughs> o- <laughs> it's not it's not like he's no. competing in these things. The only uh, the only running I do is two blocks over to the intersection of Eubank and Central, where I go to Church's Church Chicken. Church's Chicken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I already know that. Speaking of Church's Chicken, I just <laughs> ate one of these hand uh, or these uh, uh, honey. Uh, buttered biscuits. I need yes. like a water. All right. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I'm your guy. I was looking under your table. There you go. I'm your guy. We got you. I was looking under the table yeah, earlier. It is I was a like, little early, but you can have a Teller pre-made cocktail mm. too. To watch <laughs> that's that. the one right there. If right. I start that now, this interview will get really interesting. <laughs> so you, really fast. you and the gang have brought over for us here at Radio Row. And Van, you can you have a biscuit, Van? Is that your rule? You know, the is Van one of those guys. I am. I am one of those guys. He's one of those. I'm a win in Rome vegetarian. This seems like Rome to me. Today is very Rome. Okay, I'm, I'm not it. sure I'm that they uh, have gluten free in these biscuits, but they taste <laughs> damn good, buddy. All right, hey, put look, in this. look at this mustache. You know I got weird food <laughs> stuff going on. I love that you're breaking vegetarian on air for on church's 
Dick yes. in with Rondé yes. Barber. This All right, great. I'm chewing too, boys. Somebody take over Go after ahead. I do Go this. Ahead. Um, hey, I applaud your focus today. Yes. Because you got a lot on your mind. I do. You're waiting for a phone call today, man. Yeah. You got a gold jacket coming. I, I can uh, I can neither deny nor confirm <laughs> what 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 will or will not happen later tonight. Where's but, Howard Balzer? Who's voting? <laughs> but it's uh it's an exciting week. I mean, I got out here early this this week. I came out, went to waste management, or I'm sorry, WM Phoenix Open. Smart. Uh, yep. And uh, and the crowds out there were crazy for a Tuesday, Wednesday, and then came down here for uh, for all this radio row stuff and all the Super Bowl and obviously honors night tonight. I hope to be there. I put this jalapeno <laughs> popper in my mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah, he cannot he handle spice. Oh, my gosh. Weird. Watch how red he gets. If, if you're looking for something <laughs> to spice you up, it's the jalapeno <laughs> popper from Church's Chicken. I, I always say that it just gives you a little tingle, so you must not be a spice guy. I, not boys, my eyes are watering. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Hey, Fred can't even eat cinnamon gum. <laughs> Look, he's out of there. Look. I'm dead, boys. All right, can we get a left-handed relief here? <laughs> Fred's, got, Fred's got nothing left Oh, I'm day. so happy. <laughs> oh, uh, man. So um, I grew up in the Midwest. Boy, we're going to talk about chicken for about two minutes here. Right. Yes. I grew up in the Midwest. St. Louis, Missouri. Yes. We have chicken. We have fried chicken. We have barbecue chicken. We have the world of chicken. And we have er- everywhere chains out, right? Everywhere. Okay, cool. So you have you got the competitors. We don't need to name them. Right, we, right. You know right, who they are. Sure. Right. But churches is open on Sunday for Super Bowl you, Sunday. That's what's up. Yeah, you they will, are. You will drive right past a couple different competitors to get to that church's chicken. Because you already know. You have to. And my Super Bowl time, I'm glad you brought this up. And I do this with Van. Every year we get invited to these Super Bowl parties. And I'll show up and people do like these spreads, right? It's dips and it's yeah. uh, homemade whatever, whatever. Right. And I go and I get the 50 of strips. And I show up. And people say, what are you doing? You're a turd. Right. This is a. I set it down on the table. First thing gone. gone 100%. Right. First thing uh, gone every time. Well, there's one thing that goes good with parties and traditions. It's easy food, finger food. Yeah. And yeah. that's church's chicken. Uh, the, the drums, the, 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 the tenders, obviously the biscuits and everything else, uh, and the jalapeno poppers if you're so inclined. These are fire. I'm eating <laughs> these right now. I'm actually <laughs> dipping them in the jalapeno cream sauce, and I'm starting hey, to sweat. Do, it was do, just whispered. My face is turning red. Do, do, the, do the poppers with the honey mustard. That's, yeah, that's, that's kind of okay. how I do it. It was yeah. just whispered yes. in my ears, boys. What I do is called a party pack. So I've been ahead of the oh, game. Hey, hey, I didn't hey, know. Yes. yes. I, I was just and, ordering. And the easy way to do that is just download the app and it, have, it all, okay. have it all right oh. there. I mean, not to you know, I need that access. Not to make your life easier, <laughs> but you know, if you're like, a two block run, if you're, is if you're looking to make it just a touch easier, just download the Church's Chicken so app. The Church's Chicken party packs already dis- always disappeared, but my seven layer kale and quinoa dip, oh, it's, it's always there's so much <laughs> left over. I don't understand. Why are you cussing <laughs> in my ear right now? He's uh-huh. he's that guy that brings like cauliflower dip to the party, oh, like cauliflower yeah. bread, and well, not uh, everybody's off, a vegan, bro. First off, cauliflower wings, they're delicious. Okay. <laughs> Never heard of that. I've never heard of that. You probably won't either. Ronnie, when I was a kid, I thought churches was the chicken that they bring to every black church, right? Every, <laughs> right. If y'all don't know, you go to church, and then after service you get to eat, and there was always church's chicken no matter what church we it, went it, to. That's a good tie-in, actually. It is. If, if, you, if, if you're going to church on Sunday before watching the Super, you know, Super Bowl 57, yes, go swing by churches. Get some like, churches. You get right. That's right. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, uh, you know, you talk about Super Bowl and traditions. I mean, church has been around for 70 years. Right. Ain't this, that this, crazy? This place is is iconic. I mean, there's a ton of them in, in Tampa. Obviously, it's it's a Texas Texas style. San Antonio, chicken. Yeah. San Antonio, Texas style yeah. chicken. But they are they are fantastic, man. 
Well, how fortunate you are to be here because of they. That is an incredible thing. But, right. I mean, you've been around a Super Bowl, too. Right. Huh? You know a little bit I'm about a bit, Well, <laughs> I've only been to uh, two others. I went to Tampa's uh, yeah. two years ago. Uh, I went to Tiki Super Bowl in Tampa. Yeah. Right. And the only other one was other than the one I played in. That, that was a big deal. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, yeah that's, that's I, I rode a bus to the stadium that day. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> that matters. It uh, was uh, in 2001 when I, when, I, when I went to the honors for the first time. Oh, okay. I was, uh, I, the year I led the league in interceptions and uh, was defensive back of the year, whatever that means. I have a big painting on my wall. Oh, I was, yeah. You know, it's just sitting there. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's great to be at these events, man. They're they're. It's grown so much yeah. over the years. Um, I don't even remember what what all this looked like in in two thousand and 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 uh, one that first time I went. But now it's it's massive. Super Bowls are are unbelievable. And here this this year with you know the W and M um, uh, Phoenix Open this week, and then you know Super Bowl on Sunday. I mean, this is an amazing place to have have this event. This town's crazy this weekend, right? Oh yeah, it's the, nuts. Traffic is fun. Yes. <laughs> we, were, we were late for our first interview by like three or four minutes because of traffic. The, we, were ta- we talked about this when the NBA did it uh, a year ago. A couple of, you know, they changed the names of all the awards. Yes, so it yes, was, yeah, yes, so it was like, like the the guy who the, the the guy who has the most blocks in NBA history is not the defensive player of the year or whatever. So if you were going to name some NFL awards the defensive back of the year award, mm-hmm. what name are you putting on that bad boy? Because we just saw Prime walk by. Uh, <laughs> well, that would work. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's a good question. Even back of the year. Because mm. I mean, there's a lot of them, right? There's yeah, a lot of dudes in right, different best? ways to play the game. I would say who's the best ever. I, it, to me, it would be – I mean, I like Prime, obviously. He was mm-hmm. a different guy. Rod Woodson was yeah. my Ooh, favorite. Ooh, right. good one. Example corner, for the class, really. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Played corner. I mean, he was – I actually was watching him and Daryl Green run uh, back when they had the skills competition at the Pro Bowls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and yeah. Green. And I was like, I didn't know Rod Woodson was that fast because Daryl Green is stupid fast. But Rod Woodson played – corner he moved to safety was all pro multiple times at both of them to me he's like to me i think he's the best defensive back in history just because of his versatility like that yeah big yeah right you see him he's big man he's not like i'm five nine and a half that's generous, right. but yeah, no, yeah, I'm into yeah. that. Whoa! <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Come on, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Man, Sadie's 5'9 and a half. <laughs> Rod's like 6'2. Like, wow. Yeah, he's a different no joke. guy. And, and now today's NFL cornerbacks look like that. They didn't yeah. really look like that back then. And uh, so I, I don't know. There's, there's a bunch of names. Evolving speaking game. Of guys, speaking of today's defense, they don't do defense like you guys used to. No. You, no. Lynch, Derek Brooks, Warren Sapp. Oh, right. Jamie Duncan. They, they just, they just don't. They don't line up the way they used to, man. <laughs> but pulling out a Jamie Duncan. Yeah, oh, Jamie Duncan. Yeah, yeah, I, was, I was hoping you catch that one. <laughs> Actually, Jamie Duncan was my middle linebacker of the year. I led the league in interceptions. That good, good stuff there, well, man. I mean, I like um, the game. Yeah. Yeah, this is the table, Rondé. Right. This they, is, everybody wants to be they, here. Uh, there are a lot of great defenses over the years. Uh, there's no way you can't put us at the top of that conversation. I agree completely. Hundred percent. Obviously, yeah. we had uh, de- our we defense won a Super Bowl for us. We had five interceptions, three of them for touchdowns in our Super Bowl. Um, but the reality is, we were a top ten defense. Monty Kiffin's defense uh, was a top ten defense. I think like ten years while I was there, and that's just un- that's unprecedented. The longevity uh, with which we played. You know, Brooks, Sapp, Lynch. All Hall of Famers. Uh, Simeon Rice could be a Hall of Famer, really. Um, there's a there's a there's a there's a pretty big argument that we were better than than some of these. I saw Baltimore putting out their thing. That, that's what I was going right. to ask you. When Baltimore. are they going to give you guys a thirty for thirty? Well, we'll, we'll we will definely do the rebuttal. If not for Bert Emanuel rule, are you guys two Super Bowls? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Oh, in a in a 
damn good Ricky Pro catch because they had. I mean, best thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. They had how many points did they have before that? It was five. They had yeah, six, right. six points. Yeah, like, yeah. Whatever it was. What was the final score? Eleven to six or yeah, something? too close. Right. It was. Uh, it was. It was ridiculous. Greatest show on turf, and you know. We put ourselves on the map with that game, but that defense had been that good for a couple of years. There at that you point. go, yeah. my man. Um, we thought we were going to win a bunch of Super Bowls that way, and we, and we, <laughs> we couldn't quite reproduce it. The I, I knew we're getting the wrap it up signal, obviously, right. but uh, yeah, big thank you to Church's Chicken. Yeah. I, yes. I, you guys know where they're at. You know what they're doing. Uh, they are a Super Bowl outlet. Bring, I'm telling you, I've been doing it for years. I didn't know I was so ahead of the game on this, right. but yeah, catch <laughs> catch up with me. Get Churches to your Super Bowl party because because that's where the jam is at. You said get the app. I don't know yeah. enough about that yet, but get I need to app. learn. I know technology has uh, come a long way in the last, you know, two decades. Yeah, the last one, <laughs> the last one from us. We had mentioned the Hall of Fame. Uh, another guy that has a strong possibility of entering this year is Tory Holt. You obviously right. went across the field from Tory Holt. Talk a little bit about his skill set before we let you go. Yeah, Tory. So I, Tory played in the ACC, so I know Tory. Um, uh, obviously, he played with uh, in an offense that just utilize all the receivers they got one receiver in the hall of fame it's probably the reason he hasn't been automatically in but mm-hmm. right. he's he, he, him him and, and isaac were so similar their numbers are probably comparable to each other uh I, I i don't know off the top of my head what what their both their numbers look like right but tory was the smoother of the two route runners there you go um uh, he, isaac was just explosive i mean he'd get over the top of you but tory did all the dirty work uh, he'd go inside. I remember we played them, uh, I can't remember, maybe in 99, 2000. Uh, and Derek Brooks hit Torrey Holt as hard as I've ever seen anybody get hit. And Torrey went to the sideline, he's coughing up blood. And next thing you know, he's back out on the field. I mean, I, wow. I Unreal. He's just a great player. Yeah, I hope he gets Ronnie Barber. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys. Much. All right. When we get back, more from Radio Row, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. So right, we're in the Kirky right now. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, baby. We're a bitch. Back Duke in the 505. Yeah, hey. fi- oh, 575. Five, 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 yeah, they changed our <laughs> yeah. those, man. Why'd they do that to us? That's, that's <laughs> the accent. It's all right. Hey, step back up, bro. Yeah. I talk like that sometimes, it's weird. That's how we talk where I grew up. You boys ready? Yep. Hey, also, I'm bringing up on air, I grew up with Joe Odom. Club Odom. Yeah, so we're. I go- just saw Joe in Florida. He right. lives. Uh, yeah, he gone now. Two. What? He's gone. Well, he's down in Florida from where we. Well, yeah, grew up. so yeah. he lives two hours from. He'll go fishing with me about every month. Oh, I love that. So we're going to bring that up. I love Joe. Odom. Five, four, Good teammate. Good three. kid. Welcome back to Radio Row, where uh, it doesn't matter how far we get away from Albuquerque, <laughs> we never get away from Albuquerque. That's Joining right. us on the program, that dude, number 44, Brian Earl. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. One of the only oh. number I got to pick. <laughs> <laughs> I got to the NFL. They said, you're number 54. I was like, thanks. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, yeah. sir. Thank I'm you. Really excited to be my locker here, now. Appreciate it. <laughs> Brian Earl, part of the program. Uh, first time friend of the show, which is crazy yeah. to think about. Yeah. yeah. I, we, we've I, been the afternoon drive entity for almost two years so now. So you know who I talk to a lot is uh, – Joe O'Neill. You guys know Joe O'Neill? Oh, he's, he on the he's with a different I mean, station. He's, he's at the other station. station. Uh, yeah. 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 We're a friend of mine. I know. We're the OG no, no, no. station. Yeah. We're, we're the you. good one. Oh, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joe's a good friend of mine. That's why I talk to Joe. Yeah, yeah. no, he's, uh, he's tremendous, and what they do over there on the other side of town, they do a very good job yeah, yeah. with. Um, and obviously, Joe is opposite us on the airwaves. So if sure, you're tuning right. into us and Brian right now, it's – Oh. Because you're not listening to Joe. So. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not trying to step on your toes here. I'm just telling you I talked to you. It's all good. Okay, now we have. Oh. The premiere 
middle linebacker. So oh, I have, no. Yes, Here we I go. have to bring this up. Here we Hall go. Hall, 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 Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, middle linebacker. Yes. Now we're talking about me. I'm like, yes. Yes. Who, yes. who you got for me, man? Yes. <laughs> we can me. really ask this question now. So All right. my man right here, Fred Slow, has a problem with the middle linebacker position. Why? He says it's booty. Yeah, yeah. If Why? you need some room, oh, I can move this table booty? back for I'm, you. I'm videoing his face right now because it's turning so red. Let's get EMS over here. Stat. He says it's the most irrelevant <laughs> position in football right now or or overall. Right now, Brian. What? They d no longer do defenses send oh, that man this. after the quarterback. Get this. And I tell you what, if you're not chasing the quarterback. I don't know how I feel about you out there right now. And that's, uh -oh. I that's see my face. stance right now. I'm middle So you could tackle so. him. Go ahead. Dude, <laughs> so you're telling me Fred Warner, the guy for Ooh, the Niners? Talk about it. Irrelevant? Talk about it. He's irrelevant? Roquan Smith? Irrelevant? Talk about it. Hold on. Uh, there's, oh, my gosh. Dude, you're going to piss me off. There's, <laughs> uh, there's so many guys. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to get you're nuts. <laughs> I mean, it's changed. I'll, I'll say this. It's changed because of the way the offenses now throw the ball for their little screen passes for their running game. But they're still very relevant. I mean, they, you still got to hit people in the middle of the field. Um, Fred Warner's one of the better ones. Uh, like I said, who's the other guy? Roquan, Roquan Smith. Roquan yeah. We had him. Remember when the Bears had yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. trade him. For no <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't make any sense to me. I'm really mad about that, too. There's, I'm leaving a lot of guys out, but there's Mike small. Parsons is the big one. That's what everyone. Micah plays defensive end. Well, see? Told you, boys. I'm talking about Told middle linebacker. Yeah, Micah, Micah could play middle linebacker, yeah, and he'd could. be the best one in the NFL if he did. But he plays defensive end. I'm a Cowboys fan, by the way. So, And uh, we have the best player in the NFL with Micah. He's so good. He's Ooh. so good. He could play quarterback probably. He could probably play running back. <laughs> Wait a minute. You put that guy in. Tight end easily plays. The tight end's like whatever position to me. Hold, hold, hold. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Kelsey. Hold, hold on, Brian. I, this, this might get you to tackle him. Mm. He says Michael Parsons is booty yeah, as well. Says, I'm, I'm, uh -oh. I'm laying it uh -oh. all out. I'm laying uh -oh. it all out on the line. What, what can I say? Can I uh, say what I want to say? Or do I have to be nice on, the, on that, You have to be nice. But we, <laughs> got, we, can, we can bleep it out. I'm then, just no, going to write you down want. numbers. What game are you watching? What the? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you said Michael Parsons is booty? The, well, so we had an issue earlier in the year whenever he took a TV job during his off day. And I said, I, let's put our focus right here on the Dallas Cowboys. Let's, let's do TV in the off season. On an off day. Okay. I did say, yeah, I mean, yeah. I recognize yeah. that. Did you, did you yeah. best off day, right? You said that, right? I, I mean, off day. Yeah, what the hell is the matter? It's an off day. Why do you care? Well, <laughs> I just get a passionate. I don't know. understand why you're you – why is he on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Good talk. We're going to put a little wall up right here. You're going to be in timeout for a while. Carry away, hey, boys. What you say has no bearing on anything. <laughs> Brian, you sat down, and then New Mexico immediately came out. <laughs> this show is all sick. It's all oh sick, bro. Goodness, you're, man. You were asking me if we brought Allsup's burritos with us. <laughs> That's what I miss the most, well, besides Frontier. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, Allsup's uh -oh. burritos are so good. We have those in Lovington, too. You know, yeah. they actually they bottle their taco sauce now, and you can buy the Allsup's taco sauce in a oh. bottle. So my wife loves that taco sauce. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. Give me a burrito with eight sauces, and I'm good yes. to go. Little like Sadie's, little Golden My Pride. son may have had an issue with some burritos a couple years ago. Too many of them. Yeah. So I, I, I First grew up. time. First timer. I grew careful. up right around the corner from you in Carlsbad, New Mexico. All right, caveman. You, uh, you, you wiped the floor with us when I was in high school. We were good, man. Yeah, you were too good. There's a pretty good reason why you were good. We had good players. They had Brian Erlacher. No, we so <laughs> agree. But, dude, we had an all-state tight end, Daniel Reynolds, a quarter, our quarterback. We had two good quarterbacks. Our first one got hurt versus Artesia. We were 8-0, and Chris Palomo tears his ACL second half against Artesia. We still beat him because Brandon came in, and then he threw 
18 touchdowns in the six games. But we had dudes, man. We had guys that could play. Obviously, I was decent, but we had a lot of guys that were good. My, our senior class, we were 0-6 in eighth grade, 2-5 in ninth grade. We stuck together, and we were pretty good in our senior year, 14-0. State champs. So southern, got, oh. southern New Mexico is such a unique place. Like, what, what lessons well imparted to you, and like, what, <laughs> what still stays with you, dude? If you don't work hard down there, you're not going to get anywhere, man. That, people yeah. work down there. The oil field is very prevalent, obviously. Yeah, sure. you know, that's the, the culture. The tumbleweeds are everywhere. Uh, <laughs> lots of dirt, oil fields. But yeah, I, what I learned growing up there is, is how to work, man. Uh, and what I did not want to do when I grew up, I didn't right. want to be in the oil field because my dad oh. busted his butt every right. day. Yeah. He'd leave the house at five, five thirty, get home same time every day, twelve hours. You know. My mom worked two or three jobs. It was hard living down there, but people worked hard. Not just my parents, but everyone in our community worked hard. Sure. Yeah. Danny Gonzalez joins the program regularly. He's a friend of the Gonzalez, show. That's my guy, man. Yeah. And, you know, that's the, that's the sentiment we hear from everyone, right? Yeah. And it's about surrounding him with his guys and getting his right guys in the program. Yeah. Give us a little bit, because we know you keep it on it. Give us a little bit what you think the trajectory is for this Lobos program. I don't know, man. I, I don't. So I don't. We didn't sign that many players on signing day. I saw right. that. I haven't talked to Gonz in, in a month or so. I know they're busy recruiting and stuff, but um, it's frustrating, man. Because the we need a quarterback. We need a guy that can. Yeah. That can yeah. stand, I mean, you got to protect him, obviously, too. But I know I've heard they got some good guys in the portal. Yeah. From what I hear, and that's great. But we still you still got to recruit. You still got to recruit good players for the future. You know, you can't do the portal every year, or maybe you can. I don't know how that works. But the game has changed. Yeah, it's, it's so, it's so I hate different. that. My son's going to be a senior next year in high school, so he, he's he's got a few. New Mexico offered him already. There we go. Gon, nice. Gon's offered him when he was in eighth grade. You know, there's a number he can wear. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, Gon's <laughs> offered my son when he was in eighth grade. That's great. So he has 15, 16 offers now, and Danny was wow. the first one. So um, we were at the bowl game there. We were not playing in the bowl game, but we were at the bowl <laughs> game watching <laughs> Coach Long, San Diego State Aztecs beat up somebody. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan, obviously, but we got it. There's, there's something that has to change. We, we got to, I mean, I don't know if it's the recruiting or no one goes to the games. I see the games on TV. There's no one there. Right. It drives me crazy, man. There's no support. Do, do you think it's because, I mean, historically, Albuquerque's been like a basketball Basketball. Town. I, it's yeah. just basketball. I, I, I disagree with that, man. When I played, the stadium was well, full. Well, you. Sure. Yeah, but it wasn't because my, my freshman and sophomore year, I wasn't me. Yeah. I was a guy yeah, on the team with these guys. Right. And Coach Fran... We we didn't we were five and or six and five and, and we were nine and four my sophomore year, but we weren't great. But there's still fans that came in. We had twenty five yeah. thirty thousand people. That's all you need, man. Yeah. Sure. But it, it, until they get behind them and people start showing up for their game, it's going to be tough to win, man. Do you think the nostalgia of what Albuquerque football and as far as UNM used to be? Do you think that sets it back to what it can be? Because you have a lot of people that talk. They, they still talk about you as they yeah. should. But do you think there's something that can be done to move forward? Yeah, get better players. I mean. Um, there's got. I mean, I know injuries are a factor, and then all that stuff too. We had guys hurt, but I mean, we started out what two and one last year. We, we won our first game. I know we didn't beat anybody good, but we wanted we beat somebody in the conference, right? We won a Mountain West game early on, right? And then there's a couple games there we lost. We were up fourteen to zero, and we ended up losing. True. I'll tell you one thing that Danny does, these kids do, is they play hard, man. I don't care yeah, what the situation sure. is. They get to the football, and that's what Danny Gonzalez coach teams are going to do. They're going to run to the football, and they're going to play hard. I think that's, that's not a hard sell for me. As if I'm recruiting, look, how, this, is what, this is the brand of football you're going to be playing if you come to school here. You're going to run to the football. You may not like being coached hard, but guess what? You're going to get, you're going to get better when you're here. Right. Um, I, for me, coming from where I came from, I appreciate that, man. And that's what the type of guys I want my son to play for, guys who are going to coach you hard. But they're gonna—they're not gonna be dicks. They're gonna right. coach you hard, and you're gonna run the football, and you're gonna get better. That's—that's that's where I want my son to go. Yep. 
as we talk about New Mexico compared to like Texas, right? So I was two different worlds as far as high school football goes, and, yes. espe- and especially <laughs> the part you grew up in. Yeah, we're, you're in, you're we're, in lumped, in, we're yeah. lumped in there with those Texas schools. We're not in the Texas. We're Permian in New Mexico. Basin, yeah. 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 yeah, we are in New Mexico. And th- so, do you feel that New Mexico high school athlete in the game of football does get the eyes and the opportunities? No, that, no, we get overlooked. We get overlooked. Yeah. yeah. So I had one offer. You know, I had one offer coming out of high school, and I was pretty good. I was all state. DB and All-State receiver my senior year. So I was pretty good. You know, I understand back then recruiting was different. Yeah. But I don't. I just don't feel like we get – and, and here's the bad thing. The good players we do get, they leave. Man, they don't, they don't want to yeah. go to New Mexico. They don't want to go to Mexico State. They want to leave the state. They can't get out of there fast enough because there have been some good players come through their last few years. I know that. But they don't want to stay home. I, I don't know if um, it's that we don't think we can get them at UNM or not or they just they – just, they're already going somewhere else. We don't try. But it's frustrating, man, because I wish I'd stay home. Yeah. I've, got, I've got an idea. I oh. know how we can fix this problem. Love to hear it. You have to commit to coaching the Lobos for three years. <laughs> <laughs> three years. You don't want, you don't three want me around years, that yeah. And <laughs> the culture will change. Y'all would hate me uh, on your, on your, <laughs> the on your radio change. show. Yeah. <laughs> Dan- Danny's done a good job with the coach. I don't think it's a cultural thing. Man. I think it's just you got to get better players. you got to get guys that yes. fit your system. Um and you're not, you may not get the four- and five-star guys. That may not be. But the, I know one thing. There, there's a kid that played on my son's team this year, mm-hmm. our middle linebacker. Oh, middle linebacker. This kid, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, he, could, he would start for the Lobos right now. He has zero offers. Zero offers out of high school, and he would start for them right now. He's 6'1", 215, and he plays the game the way he's supposed to be played. No one's offering him a scholarship. I don't get it. You, Lobos didn't offer him. Mexico State, no one here. I don't, I don't get it. Man, good grades, good kid. And he plays – Those are to me, those are guys you can build your team around, the guys that right. love to play football no matter what the situation. And he played hurt. It just drives me nuts, man. Drives me crazy. Mm. All right, we've already established that Fred hates linebackers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I got to get something off my chest, Brian. Oh, what'd oh. you do? Uh-oh. I'm a Packers fan. Oh, man, that one's perfect. It's okay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so me being a Packers fan my whole life, I've seen the Bears, like their defense first identity you think like with the trade of Roquan Smith and like trying to acquire offensive players this uh, this question's for all the Bears fans out there mm-hmm. do you think the Bears franchise is trying to set up a new identity and start looking offense for the first time basically ever I don't know man we're three and 14 we got the number one pick yep things are looking good right now <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> anytime you got the number one pick that's not a good thing um trade Roquan drove me crazy but the top three linebacker in the NFL you trade him because uh, you don't want to pay him. This is what the, one of the things that irks me about the Bears, and I love the Bears franchise. They're great to me. Every like, Can you guys name uh, any first-round pick in the last 15 years besides Roquan that's done well for the Bears? Dev- I can, I can Devin name one. Hester. Second-round pick, and he was drafted in 2006. Mm, yeah. I tried. Nope. Aaron, no. can you play cricket noise? I know one. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Fuller. What, okay. happened, what happened to Kyle? They traded him. Yeah. yeah. Mm. No, they cut him. I'm sorry, they cut him. My bad. Same. Mm-hmm. Even worse, sir. You guys don't even, what, we have a first-round pick every year? What, I mean, you can't name any? Got me. Yeah, uh, so uh. people are excited about these draft picks. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. You need to get players. Um, and, and you have a player in Roquan that goes. you draft in the first round and goes out there and performs to the level yeah. that he's expected to perform at and probably above. And then what do you reward him with? A trade. Mm. It's, just, it's frustrating to me that the way some of these things are handled. And since they got rid of Jerry Angelo and Levy Smith, things haven't been the same there. You know, they got four coaches in 10 years now, four to 11 years. Just a different, different culture. I like Eberflus. I think he's doing a good job. But their identity would never be offense for me. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> well, I think the Bears. Uh, it's a defensive team. Except, it for, Walter has Payton, been, except yeah. for Walter Payton. Yeah. I think a Wal- the first thing I think about the Bears is Walter Payton. Right. And I think about defense. That's yeah. my chronological order with the Bears. There same. 
Ryan yeah. Erlocker with the boys on the program. We got to wrap it up here relatively oh, quick. quick. And, and, but uh, do a pre- you know how segments are? Oh, I get segments. Commercials paying the bills. Come on, man. Hey, and here's the thing. Pro- Program doing so good, we got more commercials than ever. So let's yeah, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Longer breaks for you guys. <laughs> yes. Lots of reads, though. Lots of reads. Lots of reads. Lots of reads. How fortunate we are yes. ever so often. Better you than me. What has you out at the Radio Row otherwise? I was, you, you just you taking in the energy? Yeah, no. So I was here. With, so I've been doing some interviews with uh, Chief Clem. He's the um, uh, the Yuma Sector uh, Border Patrol Chief at, down, at, down at Yuma. So I've been okay. doing some stuff with him. And uh, I got a chance to go down there and look at our border firsthand and see yeah. what's really going on down there. And Man, it's scary. Uh, the stuff yeah. that our that our agents are going through and what they're seeing every day and what they're trying to to put up, they can't they can't do their job because they they're just processing migrants across the border. They can't patrol the border. They're too busy processing them and doing what they can't do. So it's a uh, it's a tough deal. But I was just, we're doing some stuff together, and then you guys snagged me up for some reason. My daughter, you know what? My daughter's actually here too. She's working. A booth over here. Uh, it's called Galvanize. So she's tw- she's graduating college this year. Oh, congratulations! Go- yeah, it's go. unreal. She's gonna go to law school next year. Uh, she's just like me. She's super smart. You know, we uh, just like me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> runs in the family. It's not a big deal. Humble you know, baby. Uh, yeah. So very good. So I turned down law school for the NFL. It's not a big deal. That's I, yeah. I don't. I try to I try to make a quick buck. I went to play football instead of get my law degree <laughs> <laughs> or my other bachelor's degree. <laughs> is that like a is that a thing in the NFL amongst guys? Guys, is that a conversation? Hey, you got your degree or not? Is that a conversation in the locker room? It wasn't at the top of my list to ask people that question. No, no okay. No, I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't. One of those don't care questions. Honestly, yeah. 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 As long as you're on the field, as long as you're doing. Yeah. It. Okay. Do, do, the, do your job on the field. I grew up, I grew up with a guy that you played with, Joe Odom. Club Jodem. Yeah. So, yeah. yes. Purdue. Love yeah, this. Purdue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Purdue. <laughs> yeah. Went to Purdue. Hyper, uh, hyper small thing here. We grew up in a little town called uh, Bethalto, Illinois. It's, yep. it's south of Chicago, uh, like four hours or whatever. Uh, so, anyways, this is years ago. You're down in, you're down in the area. You're hanging out with Joe. So we're no, down. Yeah, this I was is, down with Jodem. Uh, yeah. So this would have been oh, oh this two thousand three, four, five, somewhere in there. Yeah, this is a long time ago, time ago. Yeah. and it was. Uh, this is like when cell phones first became a thing, and yeah. I'm telling you the text. Right. Th- yeah, You're the right. text thread around town. Brian Orlocker's here. He's hanging out with Joe. And it was <laughs> everyone so fat because Joe would have been a year older than me. So it was. Yeah. You were just getting like guys like like. Those street lights don't work anymore. Yeah. Like shut down the gas stations. Like so Brian Erlock. I still talk to Joe. Joe. Joe goes fishing with me in Florida. He lives two hours from where my house is in Florida. Okay. And they'll come over. And we'll go fishing every once. So he's got like three girls now. Three daughters. Did, he's getting okay. punished. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's getting punished. Brian Erlocker, thank you so very much, Thanks, brother. guys. Yeah, Appreciate you. Great. Terrible ideas, but good talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I had 44 right, boys. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, you know what? One you out of seven ain't bad. bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> of course you had 44 right. There's a giant picture on the side of the stadium. <laughs> uh, Joe, we're going to have you sign our YMCA. Our, oh, Joe, Joe Odom. Oh, Brian, oh, one, have you one for eight. Wherever we get back, more two men on. 95.9 <laughs> FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to Radio Row. Welcome back to Fred and Robert. And Van's not here. Yeah, he don't want to be here no, with us today. I don't care about this. I got to tell you, yeah. I think today, it was a really good day today. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's been a really good day Aaron today. Aaron Burnett making the show go around, but we're taking interns, boys. That's what yes. we're doing today. Yes. Anlon, <coughs> excuse me, Anlon and Woju? Yes, sir. Yes, yes let's go. Got it. Go. Caleb Laverity. Right. Caleb, yes. you're at FAMU. You're at Albany FAMU. State. Alan, all right, talk to me, boys. You're getting into the world of radio. You're here with, with what? What's got you at Radio Row? What's going to take you to the Super Bowl? I'll let Caleb take it off. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, actually, so we were afforded the opportunity um, 
Alon, he was actually able to come here as a gamer, but we were yeah. afforded the opportunity with the NFL Madden um, 23 HBCU tur tournament. There we go. So we were literally, um, we were, cho I mean, he was, like I say, selected, so he had to play a game against a lot of different people within his division and actually win and beat out those people within Madden. Right. And I was actually um, prompted to select or submit a video on exactly how I can assist and manage and really, like, just help the NFL, EA Sports, and Madden in any way to be at the Super Bowl and ensure a smooth week for it all. Oh, so they'll be, cool. yeah, we were able to, I mean, once we applied for it, we got the positions. We, yeah. like, kind of went through a process of a few different calls, yeah. um, kind of just professional. Just building us up more professionally, yeah. the importance of networking, resume building, LinkedIn, and things right. of that sort. And Bringing now, a fresh haircut to Radio Row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it tight. And now, of <laughs> course, like having the exciting and once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to the, attend the Super Bowl, connect with NFL partners such as Microsoft, um, EA Sports, and really just have an exceptional experience. Yes, Alon, you nice on the sticks. Yes, sir. Yes, That's sir, you, yes, sir. Uh, tell the truth. You nice on the <laughs> sticks, right? Yes, sir. Yes, Can you turn Alon oh, up just okay. a little bit more? Okay, so when it comes to – playing Madden like a lot of people the older people just look at it as a game how do, well, how do you view it because I don't want to just degrade it and say oh he's a gamer or it's just playing a game how do you really view Madden how do you how the do you competition view it? yes so at yes. first because uh, obviously growing up I've had uncles that played me and they used to bully on me and pick on me right and like they used to beat on me so obviously growing up as a kid your mindset is like I just want to be great at the game so I don't continuously lose right so um, playing the game it, it change it changes everything because now it's like it's worldwide. Everybody wants to be a gamer. Everybody wants to play the game. It's different levels to it, and the competition is crazy. Like when you when you actually learn how to play the game, you understand that it's like levels to it. Like the same way it is when it comes to the NFL or the NBA. Right. Like yes, you have the, the the basic players and then mid players and then the high tier, and then you have the best of the best. So actually becoming a professional gamer is crazy because you can make a lifestyle out of it now. Historical black colleges. I know you guys are proud to represent the yes, historical sir. black college. Uh, Deion Sanders put a big spotlight on the universities. How do you guys feel about his, the aspect that he brought to, to sports uh, when it comes to historical black so college? So, me, I'm obviously a, a huge Deion fan. I right. watched many highlights of him growing up being a football player. So, it's like that's, that's amazing. And then you don't really look at players as a coach because most players can't really coach, but he's done an amazing job. He went to JSU and turned the whole program sure around. Did. He laid out a blueprint for all HBCUs to follow if you really want to change your program around. And he's done it. He, to me, he did a great job for JSU. He turned the number one recruit to JSU, uh, right. Travis Hunter, and he ended up going to Colorado and trading, uh, changing the number one recruit again back-to-back. -back. So he did a great job, uh, amazing job. And he's laid out a blueprint for any college coaches that want to coach for HBCU and want to change the program around. What about the backlash he received? Everybody was like, oh, you came, you – you used us, and now you're you're up in the Division One, and blah blah blah. How do you guys feel about that, though? So me me being realistic, if you talk to anybody that's a part of my generation prior to Dion going to Jackson State, nobody really looked at HBCU football as they do now. Nobody Very true. nobody mm -hmm. really looked uh, watched HBCU games. Nobody really cared about it. There was no there was no roster building. Nobody went to the games. The games you're not on the, ESPN, but yeah, you're, you're not, not on, on college TV. Game, game you're not day. Like, TikTok, Twitter, right. none of that. So. Dion literally, like the media pushed De uh, Jackson State truly because of Dion, and he changed the whole global light of HBCUs, and like he changed it to to where like people that look like me actually okay maybe it's like maybe it's okay to go to HBCU correct just because like you look at it, it's like PWIs you got Georgia Bama LSU and it's like okay maybe I need to go to those schools correct. instead of going to a historically black college but he definitely changed the difference in 
in the colleges now. Yeah, I would definitely say um, kind of the same. So, like, I feel like he brought definitely that light, like um, Alon was saying, to HBCUs in general. Even though it was right. Jackson State, I feel like it made everyone, it made the HBCU world or Jackson State kind of represent every HBCU and made people just more interested in doing it. And with the backlash, I feel like, I mean, just with life, you can please everyone. Like, he true. was doing what's best for him. And, I mean, I don't think you could fault a man for that. He did bring and do his part. So now we just have to do different things to ensure that everyone does their part because he's not the only one that can change that culture and bring that light to HBCUs in a positive way. You think right. I'm just going to glance and over that right there, Caleb? You think I'm just going to glance over that right now? Said, <laughs> Go ahead. Caleb goes to FAMU. He says, even though it was Jackson State. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm just going to glance over that, Caleb? No, like, yeah, I'm I represent. Hey, yeah, he's a rattler. He's a rattler. Yeah, I'll be represent. I already know. <laughs> I just said, I'm just, world's listening, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> Florida A&M's like, that's my boy. <laughs> hey, don't leave out. Don't leave out the unsinkable now. Albany State going to stand strong. Oh, oh, there there stand we strong. go. Okay, that's what I'm talking I, I about. Need, sure. I need the Madden rules, boys. So when I was coming up, when I was playing Madden Tour stuff, when I was uh, that dude that you are right now, mm. it was you pick two teams, I pick which team I want to be. Are the rules the same as the game evolved? Like, like how does it go down? competitively between me and you uh so i'm i growing up i've always kind of followed these rules and so now even like in college when i have like when i host little tournaments in my dorm yeah or um hustles so we, they're called hustles yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we look at it as you do three randoms you do three random like if they have a, a l2 l2 well, yeah. on playstation it's yeah. the random team yeah. so you do random three times no, and then you that. choose you that. choose between those three players that's a skill and that's, man and, but that's that's when it comes to the skill aspect yeah. that's I hate that. but yeah. then when it comes to playing competitively obviously everybody wants to use the best team so you get t people that use the packers because aaron Rodgers has gunslinger, so he gets the ball out faster. Mm -hmm. Or you get somebody that used the Chiefs or one like the Eagles, one of just one of the best teams in the game. But when it comes to just getting great at the game, the random right. wide, the well, random. I'm, I'm pitching you right now, then, because the tour rules were, I'm gonna play Robert. Yeah. I pick two teams. Robert picks which team he gonna be, and that was it. That was the whole thing. So if you nice. if I pick a booty team and a good team. Like, I'm stuck with the booty team, or I'm going to take the good team. Yeah. See, that's so how you, you become a good man player. Good that's how you become a good man. If, if you can win with one of the bad teams, no offense to Tua, but if you get a quarterback like Tua, yeah. obviously you know you're going to struggle, but that's that was make you elite. Okay, what's your team, Alon? If you uh, – if if Game on the line, million dollars. Million, or, you, or, you or you can go to the Super Bowl for the rest of your life. Who oh, you wow. playing? Who – what team are you playing with? I'm a, I'm a Seahawks fan. I'm a I'm a Dahar Seahawks fan, but they kind of they kind of screw us over on some of the players. So game game on the line, I got to use the Packers because I got to have Gunslinger because obviously there's some cheese blitzes in the game, so I need somebody that can get the yeah. ball out quick. So I'm definitely choosing A Rod. So they you just to. so Gino ain't it for you. Well, they're gonna have Gino, to, they're that's basically what hey, he said. Hey, Gino ain't it. They're gonna have to update that after this year because Gino's just gotten shaved. Oh, listen, listen, he just G got shaved. Gino has played crazy, but I, I'm a guy. It's like we need a, we need a new rookie quarterback. Uh, if we there can, you if go. We can, if, we can, if we can take one early this year or take one early next year, I'm definitely excited. Gino has done everything that he possibly could, but I mean, he's getting up there in age. He, he can't, true. He's not. He can't be. He's in been his around for a minute. Yeah, that's true. On behalf of Madden 23 and HB uh, and historically back colleges, it's the big tournament you guys are going through. Caleb Laverty of FAMU and Alan and Woju of Albany State. All right, Caleb. Little birdie told me you're coming from a job. A little birdie told me, you're going to grow up and you're going to be the best broadcaster in the whole game. You right. try to do play-by-play, -play, you try and get in the booth, you're trying to have that show. What's the goal, my man? Where are you going to end up? So, yeah, so for me, um, actually, like, doing something like this was – I wouldn't say it was outside of my comfort zone, but yeah. it definitely was something that I kind of took a leap out on. Like, I was like, I don't really know, or I'm not too, like – 
um, like game savvy or just like NFL Same. savvy and things of that sort. But I know that for one, I mean, at my HBCU, I've been a lo- in a lot of different positions and things of that sort where I can speak well. Yeah. Um, kind of, right. I'm able to adapt. I'm able to be versatile and just roll around it in whatever environment that I go into. So I mean, from there, even now, just being here, I don't. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what um, I would do, but. I know what interests me the most right now is just seeing the operation side of how, like, everything has to go forward. Thank you to Florida A&M University's own Caleb and also Albany State's Alon. I want to thank you guys for sitting in with Two Men On. It's Two Men On. We'll be back here at Super Bowl Radio Row. Keep it locked. 95.9 FM, 610 AM, the sports animal.